This is what we have in the UK instead of unemployment benefits. You just go on a podcast. No, that's why we had to get rid of Adam. Is that now we're both working. But Adam is working too, and it's going to return when he's not working. Well, Adam needs to go through his unemployment <laughs> arc faster. <laughs> okay, the logic of this universe has suddenly collapsed. I, I think next up we need to start doing the end of year episode. So this is a... Counts as an extra end of year episode, I guess. Um or start of year. We did it in January last time. Yeah, I think we I think we record that after the year has ended, just in case of December surprises. I mean we did record the last ones in December and publish them in January. We'll figure that out. It's <sighs> early November right now, Ellie. Isn't that a band? The early Novembers? Probably. I think we're both about to Google this, aren't we? The Early November is an American rock band from New Jersey, United States. The group formed in 2001 and signed with Drive Thru in 2002. What's their Are they genre? on their chart? <laughs> I don't know. They do emo, pop, hardcore, alternate rock, pop, punk, indie rock. And that probably... Uh, yeah. They are on our chart. Actually, cool. <laughs> they're one of the next bands we're going to cover right after Story of the Year. <laughs> Yay! That's why I remembered that. That's incredibly good. Um, <laughs> this is, is going to be an episode because I'm very tired. I'm having a whole month this month. <laughs> as opposed to when you have a half month sometimes. Sometimes you just have half a month and then sleep for the rest of the month. But I cannot do this this, this month because I am, among the other things, moving again. I'm preparing myself to spend 200 pounds just to trains and Ubers to go see the Mountain Goats, which is my first live show I go in like 15 years. So it's going to be really fun with my anxiety. Probably going to run away in the middle of it because people are incredibly scary. Crowds are incredibly scary. No, no. The move is just to mutter to yourself, I mustn't run away, I mustn't run away, and then realize you've missed the whole concert. Yes, exactly. Now, whenever I'm in a crowd, my brain immediately goes, everyone is judging me. And uh, that's unpleasant, but we'll figure it out. Uh, and yeah, and I'm tired, and I'm sleepy, and I spent like a month looking for a place, and now I need to move. Eh. Anyhow, how, how are you going doing, Sybil? You're doing better than me. I'm allowed to play good video games again, so there's that. That's good. What are you playing? Uh, I discovered that I actually own Metal Gear Solid Five, so I'm playing it. Oh, you've had good video games. 
It's interesting. I actually think Survive is better than it in a few quality of life reasons. I think, um... <laughs> what? You heard me. Sorry, I was going, going, to get, I was going to give you an opinion on Metal Gear Solid 5, but then you dropped that bomb and I'm like, okay, let's move on. We're doing a special episode because I'm very tired and I'm like, let's do a 30 minute record and a good 30 minute record released this month. And I'm like, yes, let's talk about British things since I'm in the UK. <laughs> you did this to yourself. But yeah, this album is like a little over a week old as we get to it. Yeah, it's the new Marta album, which is a pop punk adjacent band they're sort of like they are pop and they are punk but they're not necessarily pop punk and how you know you imagine like blink they take some from that but it's more like of an indie rock mixed with um, punk mixed with pop thing uh thing they're good i really like their second album blister in the pit of my heart which released like six years ago at this point something like that mm-hmm. um the, they they released a, their third album on Big Scary Monster, which is a really cool um, record label that publishes a lot of good shit, um, which I didn't like as much. And now they're this released this year, and it's uh, it's very good. I, I I like it. I don't like it as much as Blister in the Pit of My Heart, but I still really like this record. And uh, I think I think that's it. They're from I think that's it in terms of history. I don't have much more. I have notes. <laughs> Oh, and they're from, um, they're from, as you will recognize by the accent, uh, they're from Northern England, they're from Durham, which I think is a small town near, near, um, uh, Newcastle. This is a record, it's good, it released this year. Shout out to Master, they're a good band, and they are incredibly leftist, which I'm sure Sybil will hate. Eat up, Martha? Ah, oh, this thing sucks. What? It's a Simpsons joke. I don't remember the joke. <laughs> uh, Nelson buys and I forget what the thing was. It was an old Apple PDA and it's trying to recognize. He writes down beat up Martin and it translates his handwriting to eat up Martha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I regularly think of eat up Martha. Oh, this thing sucks. Anyhow, do you have any initial things to say before we go into the track-by-track track review? We remember no, this it, is, so uh, you don't have to. This is... Oh, <laughs> you did that to me, huh? I don't know why. I just needed to feel the silence, and my brain <laughs> went to that. <laughs> As the fedora owner of the two of us... In fact, I'm actually going to get that. I'm going to go put a hat on just to mess with you now. This is not a visual medium, Sebald. You don't have to yes, do that. Yes, but you're you're going to hear it on the mic. You're going to hear that hat on the mic. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I will. 
All right. I am coming back, and I have a hat over my headphones now. I'm wearing it so you don't have to. <sighs> I hate you. You started this. I very much didn't. The nostalgia critic. Oh, does the nostalgia critic wear a hat? Isn't he the hat guy? I don't. I have. I maybe. I think he. I don't know. Oh, oh, he wears a shitty. N- never mind. Yeah, I don't think he wears a fedora. Yeah, he has an awful uh, page boy cap. Never mind. Okay, well, hat hucked to the side. I don't know who I was thinking of that had an awful fedora. Do, do you have any starting comment on the record? Do you have any initial comments? They're different from final comments. I'm not even going to mince words. This is a great album. I'm going to buy it with my first paycheck, and I had a good time listening to this. You gave me a great surprise out of nowhere. Uh, I was expecting to do Story of the Year. I was excited to cover Story of the Year, but this is also a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I was like, Sybil is extremely leftist in ways that sometimes I need to edit over the podcast. She'll enjoy this. (laughs) Let's go to Big Perpetual. That's a great starter. It's very energetic. It's a bit repetitive in that does not allow lyrically to this, not even musically. It's like very much a short punk song with pop undertones. It's more. It's both more punk and more pop than what we generally cover as pop punk on this podcast, which is fun. Has like maybe a tinge of indie rock, but not that much. Like some later tracks would be very jungly 90s indie rock, but not really this one. Um, I have a note on multiple tracks that this has an 80s cure-ass guitar. I mean, there is one song that it's an 80, like, uh, not power battle, but it's like an 80 hair metal thing. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Kinda. I, I don't know if I think in cure, but there is definitely the pre-chorus on this song, which has a very, like, jungly sort of, like, early, late 70s, early 80 punk, just chords on it, just randomly, which is pretty cool. Um, that is a cool, energetic... A lot of the songs, sadly, this is a short record, and a lot of the songs I will have to mostly say, this sounds good, this is fun, this is good, which is um, the highest praise we can give. This is the Yankee Candle of albums. The what? The Yankee Candle. I don't know what that is. Do you not have Yankee Candle in the UK? We maybe have them, I don't know... I do not have an extensive knowledge or mo- of most anything except pop punk and video game fiddle. So if it's not pop punk and it's not a video game, you, sh- you will have to explain it to me. Yeah, Yankee Candle does have a British website. So yeah, you can get American Candle Maker's Yankee Candle to deliver you their amazing holiday scents. Okay, what are the scents? I'm afraid. Oh, uh, let me actually see what their holiday line is this year. Are they bacon scented? No, they're actually really well done. Okay, I, I, from the name, I would have just imagined like horrible American smells. This smells like capitalism. 
This smells like not having enough money to get your insulin. No, this. oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this year uh, they have balsam and cedar, fresh farm peach, home sweet home, which I'm going to see what that scent profile is, uh, cinnamon baking spices and a hint of tea, movie night cocoa, and Christmas Eve, as well as home for the holidays. What is that one? Cinnamon, clove, cedar wood, and balsam. Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm not really a candle person. Like, I'm the kind of person who, like, the least things I feel, the better. Um, I don't like... I don't like unnecessary uh, stimuli in the, in my vicinity. Ellie, you know I light a candle before every single recording I do just to make sure the room smells of something other than my musk, right? I know, it's fine. We have different, different approaches to life. Right now I have this lovely black tea and lemon open on my desk and burning. Nice. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I've I'm, I'm, I'm never voluntarily put on a candle ever in my life. I just I just want to not smell things. Um, I'm going to send you the biggest, blandest candle. Hey, you know what I just realized? Adam has just helped you dodge a bullet because we're not doing the Nerdcore episode until he's back. Okay. That's good. I don't want to do the Nerdcore episode, but I will be forced to do it. You will. Ah, I do, yeah. I've prepared the research. We're doing the Nerdcore episode. <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners. You know, maybe I'll die before that. Maybe that's something <laughs> that happens. In 2023, I'm looking forward to death. <laughs> the vibe of this album to be honest yeah this is a very i mean this is a very this is a very album made by people who live in britain which is like yeah fair um i yeah same dude <laughs> like uh but no this first song is good you know i i'm talking about how i always need to have a podcast in my ears um just to not feel the crushing loneliness of late capitalism and this is about that, but like music more than podcast. Someone should make a song about having a podcast perpetually in your ears. Uh, I guarantee someone has, but they wouldn't be someone you like. Fair enough, but I'm giving this idea to Master, if you're listening to us. Song about podcast perpetual. Ah, no, no. As someone who has been editing nonstop over and over and over in a chain, no, don't do that to yourself. I don't know, I'm, uh, well, it's either a podcast or like video, YouTube videos. Like I've been listening, like I've, I'm out of YouTube, so I've been listening to like the dredge of YouTube right now. Like I've spent a day, like a couple of days ago, I spent like five hours listening to Dragon Ball Super lore theories. I haven't even watched Dragon Ball Super. I'm just like, okay, let's listen. What are the lore theories for this anime? <laughs> Also, Lord of the Lord of the Rings alternate universe theories. What? That's the third thing. Like, what if Gandalf took the ring and someone made like a forty-minute video about it? And I'm like, sure, whatever. I don't even like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, neither do I. I that sounds like my hell. <laughs> like sometimes you just have to have someone talking. You could just put on Totally Spies. There's a lot of Totally Spies. Anyhow, this song is good. Do we want to go to the next song, or do you have something to say about it? 
Uh, I would at least discuss the video, which is about an asshole power walking across Washington, D.C. over and over until he gets beat up, shanked, and eventually run down and killed. Yeah. It's also like, I think it's outsourced, because I'm pretty sure no one from the band is in that video. Which makes sense if it was made in the, you know, United States of America. It's definitely made in the U.S., I suspect. It is Washington, D.C., unless somebody slipped in a very canny ad, because there's three seconds of a mayoral poster for a real candidate up in the video. Uh, Robert White, by the way. The election is over, I can say that now. Why can you say? What does it mean the election is over? I'm not influencing whether or not anyone votes for a candidate. I didn't research the guy. I just found out he was a candidate in D.C. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, no, I, I have the kind of brain where if I see something like that, I immediately cross out my note about a guy power walks across the Pacific Northwest and start looking into, wait, where is this actually? I have to be accurate. Yeah, you have a doxing brain. Kind of. <laughs> That's not how I ever would have phrased it, but I suppose you're right. Uh, Cancelled on Twitter for doxing the Marshta video. <laughs> like Twitter's going to be around by the time we post this oh, episode. Yeah, by the time this is up, Twitter's dead. And or, uh, I don't know, bought by the federal government of America. No, no, the Saudi the Saudis have investment capital in it, so they'll get it first. Maybe, maybe. Although, let's be real, the most likely thing to happen is that uh, Musk gets a bailout money for it, which would be incredibly sad, but... No, he's not going to get bailed out for this. Nobody is coming to his aid. The banks are already coming for his head. Eh, we'll see, we'll see. I, I, I always think, I always expect the worst outcome from anything, even though it's incredibly funny to just see how fucking much of a dumb fuck he is. Ellie, the servers are going to fall over next week and probably die catastrophically. Because do you know what is always one of the strongest, most stressful times on the servers for Twitter? The World Cup. Oh, okay, that's the thing. They've just fired half their staff. There are, like, actual issues in the building shutting down systems with heat or things crashing. Nothing is going to survive the World Cup. It's gonna be fine because everyone is paying $10 to Elon Musk. Oh, uh, he might get sued by actual real companies. That's great. Yeah. He he looked he looked at something awful and went like this is a fantastic business model I need to do that. <laughs> no, he's not even doing it right. I can't believe I'm saying this. Low tax was a better businessman. Uh, this episode is not. This episode is not. <laughs> not gonna talk about music at all, isn't it? Anyway, the next track is Hope Gets Harder, and this is where I went, oh, this is why Ellie loves this album. 
<laughs> they did a song about how Britain sucks, which I can't do. I got it. <laughs> yeah. It has an incredibly cute um, animated video. It's a little cartoon slideshow to the lyrics, but there's some great lines in this. Every town I visit is a crematorium. Take the pills and down the drink and venture spleen and pastel pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marcel's not necessarily a band that has a lot of, lot of lyrics, but sometimes they hit things good, especially when they go a bit more political. Like, this is really good. Like, as we demonstrated, optimism faded, dreams annihilated, fuck this place, I hate it. Which, you know, the rhyme doesn't necessarily fully work there, but I appreciate the sentiment, and that's good. <laughs> Every day the hope gets harder. England is a funeral parlor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Asterisk on Ellie's part. I can say it. I'm not applying for citizenship. I mean, to be fair, do we want to go through how many people died of COVID in here? Oh, look, I can't say anything given my country. That's fair. That's fair. Um... Yeah. yeah, no, this this is the track where it's like, okay, I'm enjoying this band, and then it immediately clicked why you went. I want to talk about this record. That is good. Again, they are, I, I imagine you'd appreciate their politics. Also, they hate Britain, which is great. Um, it's true. I can always appreciate hating Britain as an Irish woman. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and yeah, this is another, you know, straightforward punk track with like a great tune. Um and by the way, we all know whose fault it is, right? The Britain suck. It's, it's clearly trans people, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that explains everything about uh, Queen Charles. <laughs> I mean, I, I had, oh, God, I had while I was looking at houses, like, my first encounter with the Brexit people, like, there was this old woman that I was like, it's a shame because it was, a, like, a really nice apartment, it was like a shared apartment with like the house below, wherever. But it was really nice. Um, and this old woman just, once I got there and it was clear that I was a trans woman, started looking at me with the most like, who the fuck is this tranny in my house eyes? Just like clearly uncomfortable. And then started asking my like questions about my immigration status. I was like, Ooh. I'm sure, yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm sure this lady will go on Facebook and be like, EU is sending transgender immigrants to the UK. <laughs> we have to send enough of you until you can choke the life out of JK Rowling. <laughs> uh, in a completely peaceful way, just by existing, by the way. I don't think we need to do anything. <laughs> She'll just eventually just pop out of existence if enough trans people get to the UK. <laughs> Oh, it'll be great when she Graham Linehan's out in the middle of the night, yeah. <laughs> Is that a verb now? It's definitely a verb for just completely destroying your career over trans people existing. Nobody is a more accurate summary of that. It's like, no one asked your opinion on trans people, you could have just kept doing your thing. But like, and like you didn't. <laughs> there's, there's so many levels of being a bigot who keeps their job you can be. That dude lost a marriage and a career. Uh, do you have anything else about this song? This is, so far, we're, we're not hitting our necessary percentage of talking about music. I think we're going to go quick on the next few, but no, I'm, I'm good. Let's hit Please Don't Take Me Back. Yeah, Hope's Get Started, by the way, one of my favorite songs on the record. I think it's just like a really catchy tune. 
And, uh, you know, it's a mood. It's a mood. And then we go to Please Don't Take Me Back, which honestly, one of my least favorite track of the record, immediately after one of my favorites. It's sort really? of it's sort of repetitive and it doesn't do a lot musically for me. And uh, melody gets a bit annoying. I like the idea, like I like the lyrical theme of it, even though it's extremely repetitive. Um, I, it just doesn't really click for me. I think it gets in and out and makes its point, which is what I want out of a punk track. That's fair. It, this is a more of like a mid-tempo track. Like, it's not as fast as the first two. This is more like of a... Not a ballad, but almost. It's like more of a mid-tempo. It has drinking like song energy. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you can imagine that chorus being around at the bar until someone's just like, wait, no, don't do that. It has sort of Chamba Wamba vibes, you're right. Yeah. Which is a good. I think a lot I, I'm, of not, good I'm not using his unfans. Chumba Wumba is actually a good band. Yeah, no, I didn't think you were. I'm no, I know. I, I I know that a lot of people know them just for the one song, and it's like, no, actually, they're they're right. <laughs> but yeah, please don't take me back. Excellent track. Love the chorus. Pretty fun. It's about how uh, the past is actually bad. I mean. Not even that. There's, I think the bit that sums it up, wait, don't do that. I was really fucking sad. The old days were bad. No, that's fair, which is a thing that, you know, for uh, um, many reasons I can <laughs> empathize with. But I feel also like in a general way, this is about how like you always look at the past with a, like romanticizing it, like your the personal past. And it's like, and, uh, sometimes shit sucked in the past for you and you don't realize it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even have tits in the past. What, what the fuck is that shit? I still don't. I'll get them soon. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll fix that. I'll fix that real quick. I mean, how, many, how many months are you in, Acherty? Uh, six on, two off. Six months? You should be starting getting chest pain, to be fair. Well, again, been off too. Oh, wow. Oh, because the job thing, God. Yeah. Uh, I hate America. Sybil, <laughs> I hate America. As soon as I get a check, I'll start figuring that out again. I hate America, Sybil, when you tell me these things. <laughs> hey, at least I'm not... Oh, there you go. If you want something to put on in the background that you'll absolutely hate, there's that new Philosophy Tube video. No. No, I'd rather watch the Dragon Ball Super lore video, Sybil. I are you aware of the topic it's on? No, I'm I'm not. I just don't don't enjoy that kind of video. She seems like a lovely, normal human being that um uh looks way hotter than me. But no, I'm not. <laughs> that's not the genre. That's not the genre of YouTube I generally enjoy. What is the topic? <laughs> uh the UK health system for trans people. 
Oh, well, I know a lot about that. I don't need to watch that video then. <laughs> I didn't think you'd want I am, that. I, I am fully aware. I escaped this country to get my hormones, and now I'm back. That's great. Which is ironic right after, please don't take me back. Uh, the, this country <laughs> did take me back. I do have a job now, which is good. Um, it's a cool job. I just don't... I just don't... Don't... I get it. And then we go to irreversible motion. one is this oh i like this one yeah no i was I, I was citing because of you know the whole uk existing thing the song is good more of a slowest track this is like again this is sort of like a jungly sort of indie slow track it's lovely love it i, I do like when they go a bit slower um it has this very prominent bass bass line and also like this, the other singer sings on this, because they have a guy singer and a girl singer. And a girl singer has uh, one of the things that I find most uh, aesthetically pleasing in music, which is a female voice, high pitch, uh, Northern England accent, which is great. I just could listen to this voice all day. I love this because this is one of the tracks that I single out as having the 80s Cure guitar on it. Yeah, this, this, I, 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 I don't think it's the guitar, it's the bass that's very Cure. Do, 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 do. A, a bass is a guitar. That's fair enough. Look, I have been called out as being the deafest podcast editor on Earth, so you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> Why are you the deafest podcast editor? Oh, because I made one of my co-hosts melt down when he was going, you should play Metal Gear Solid Five, And I went, oh, play Metal Gear Survive? Sure. And he didn't realize <laughs> I was doing a bit. Okay. <laughs> it really got under the skin. I, I, great. Don't, I don't understand how most people who podcast with you are still alive. Like, I get why I'm still alive, because, like, I'm, I'm, I barely am. I'm barely am a human being. But, you know. I definitely wonder how some people put up with me uh, regularly. Yeah, I fear for the health of everyone else that podcasts with you. But yeah, no, this is one of the longer tracks. We've finally cracked the three-minute mark to go to a full 402. It has a whole guitar solo on it. Love the female vocalist. She gives this more of a touching side than the edge the dude screams have. Yeah. This, is, this is a very good track. It's one of the things that has the closest to a vial of hope on the record where it's saying, hey, it can't all be bad. Sometimes you're just at a low point. I mean, there's also like I didn't come here to surrender. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying nothing on the album. I'm just saying a lot of them are very down. This is like, hey, you know what? Sometimes things are bad, but it's just in the moment. 
and there's a guitar solo, but it's okay because there's vocals over it, so it's not technically a solo. Well, no, there is an actual bit where it's a solo shortly. That's the first time on the record. No, it's like a solo, and then there's the chorus going over it. You won't feel the sun when you're in the shade, over and over, over the the, the solo. So it's not technically a solo. All right. I'm, I'm here being the solo judger who decide what's a solo and what's not a solo. Mo- the movie Solo is not technically a solo. Which one? The one that had uh, Mario Van Peebles? <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually know anything about the movie Solo. I was making a damn joke. Oh, right. I completely forgot there was a Star Wars <laughs> film named Solo. <laughs> I don't even know the other movie. I don't know any more. I don't know things. Look, I'm going to be honest, I just kind of stopped caring about Star Wars at a certain point. I haven't seen anything since, I think, la- whichever came out last of Last Jedi or Rogue One. Sable, I literally haven't seen anything since the Phantom Menace. Oh, that was the first movie I ever made out in. It was great. I was a kid when that thing came out. Well, you shouldn't have been making out in theaters then. <laughs> Well, I wasn't making out at the time, and I'm not making out now, so that called that a victory. Well, I can find you a nerd if you need one. No, I'm fine. I'll just, okay, you know, not do that. <laughs> do we want to head to track five? Yeah, track five is good. It also has a video. Cast your mind back as far as it will go. Till the last time we were dancing at the darkest timeline disco You said, take me somewhere, somewhere I've been before On a paramilitary march before the dawn Baby, does your heart sing? Baby, does your heart just sing? Baby, does your heart sing? It's uh, track five, it's Baby, does your heart sing? I want the big orange round glasses the singer has. I've been looking for round sunglasses for a bit. Also, the song is good. This song is, again, more less punky. This is more like of a solid mid-tempo rock song. Yeah, this is kind of the love ballad? Sort of? It's more like a breakup song, really. Like, Baby Does Your Heart Sink doesn't make me feel of, make me think of love. It makes me think of the opposite of, like... Well, Baby Does Your Heart Sink When I Call. I know it does. Yeah, uh, to me it reads like a... I, I guess it's like a sentence that's sort of difficult to interpret, but to me it reads like, oh, don't you feel shit when we interact? <laughs> yeah, it's a great love song for a depression band. Again, as a Cure fan. Or it's a great de- depression song for a love band. I would love to hear what a love band is and what their take on a depression... Wait, is that just Taylor Swift? Are we describing yeah, Taylor Swift? we are literally describing Taylor as We're describing either Taylor Swift or Carly Rae Jepsen. That's it. By the way, new Carly record is out. It's fine. It's not as good as the previous two, but it's still pretty okay. I don't know if I've ever listened to a Carly Rae Jepsen album. Oh, fucking listen to Emotion, Sybil. What the fuck are you doing? A podcast. Do we need another special episode? I just, I may have, I might have it on a hard drive. Let me look. Let me you see. will like, it's your shit. Like, it's not necessarily like disco, but it's like, it's disco. Oh, okay, I literally own Emotion. It's in my music library. <laughs> Go fucking listen to Emotion, Sybil. What the fuck are you doing? It's great. 
Okay, I have it queued up for when we're done here. It'll play in Fubar. And uh, the, the, also the one that she did after that, which I think you will like even better because it's more uh, dance-y. Uh, what's the name? What's the name of uh, the, the thing she did after Immersion? <laughs> well, I apparently already own this, much like Metal Gear Solid, so okay, sure. Yeah, and Dedicated. <gasps> listen to Emotion and listen to Dedicated, Fimmel. Fimmel. You, 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 you will like them. I can assure you that you specifically will like these records. I promise I will listen to these records. We we need a, we need a special episode so we can make you listen to them. Okay. I just I'm I'm tired of pop punk. Let's do everything else but pop punk. <laughs> Look, if we want to just do a mini season of a couple of different topics, I don't think our fans would be mad. Oh, don't worry. January is coming, which means I get to put I get to uh Subject you all to uh, a bunch of things that came out in 2022. Yeah. I get, I get four episodes where I do what the fuck I want, and I'm gonna make this weird this, this year. Yeah, how many Gorillaz songs are on your uh, end of your roundup? Is, uh, did Gorillaz release a new record? Because I haven't listened to it. To be fair, I'm not huge into Gorillaz. I don't know if the record has come out, but there have been a bunch of singles, so they're probably leading up to one. Fair enough. I I feel like, if nothing else, you need to listen to Cracker Island. Yeah, I know. I, I will. I always, li- like... I always feel like I should like Damon Alban, like, projects more than I do. Like, every everything in them, like, feels like something that I should really like, and then I listen to, the, to them, and it's like, eh, this is, this is not quite working for me. Um... Yeah, but Baby Does Your Heart Sing, it's a good song. It's solid. It's, uh... Also, what does it mean when, when I heard you were getting future-proof? I'm confused by that line. I don't know if it means anything specifically, since generally future-proofing is to either make something upgradable, or B, just sort of preventing it from being... It's tech buzzwords. Yeah, like, the only thing that could come to mind is, like, a birth control thing, but uh, it's, like, there's not enough context for me to be, like, what does this mean? It was just a I weird mean, It was just a weird line, because I was trying to, like, scope out the, the vibe of the song to the lyrics, and, like, that line sort of was... I couldn't quite get what it meant. I take it as just empty technology buzzwords, given the next line is, I became a skeptic, but I cannot hide it, scrolling fed the parasite. That is fair. That is fair. Um, and yeah, and there, there is actually, again, there's not a lot of lyrics, but like, there's good imagery on the song. Like, it killed off something, something I'm not getting back, all the tiny pieces of a turn up zodiac. It's like, this means basically nothing, but it sounds cool. So, you know, points for that. Okay. So, to introduce the next track, are you familiar with Dr. Spazzo? No, I'm afraid. Okay, Dr. Spazzo is a very old Sound Blaster test app that was just a digital voice. Uh, An edited version of it did the intros for the No More Heroes bosses, if you've heard those. Okay, I've I've played No More Heroes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that whispery voice. Please enter the name of this song into Dr. Spazzo and use it as an intro. Okay, I 
it's written, that's the vibe it has. F L A G B U R M E R. Hello, flag burner. My name is Dr. Spatzel. Sable song, please don't, don't, please don't, Sable. It's called Flag Slash Slash Burner, and I will try to do what Sable said if I am mentally healthy enough when that happens. There are little online emulators for it. It's just a DOS app, so if you just run it in that and record the audio, you're good. Can I can I run the emulator for uh, for a Pokemon game instead online? Because you can do that. The new Pokemon game is coming. Do you do you care, Sable? I'm sorry, it's it's one of the two JRPG series you will never get me to care about. What's the other one? Dragon Quest. And that's fair. 8 was good. I played 8 no, as a kid. No, 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 I no, played no. 8 that as a was kid. Where I, I enjoyed it. That was where I bounced off. Dragon Quest spin-offs are great. Dragon Quest games are just on the other side of Twee for me, where I cannot... like. They should be my aesthetic. I love the Toriyama art. I love a lot of the silliness, but they just go too hard on it in a way that I immediately retch at. Yeah, I can see that. They're just, they're just, I, I don't know. I think my problem with the Fire Emblem games is that I don't like fantasy and they're very fantasy. You mean, you mean Dragon Quest? What? You said Fire Emblem. God, they keep making all these slimes fuck and have babies. I'm pretty sure that's literally just slime. <laughs> that's just slime. What the rocket slime? Which, by the way, it's a great game. No, rocket slime has no raising. You build a tank. That's, that's the sequel. They're gonna make a sequel. He's gonna have no. They thing. made boats. There was a sequel. It just oh. didn't come out in the West. Okay. <laughs> There's no slime fucking. <laughs> I am disappointed by the absence of slime fucking. Is there a mod That's from Dragon that? Quest Monsters, which is explicitly about raising beasts and crossbreeding them into horrible. Oh, do they fucking monsters? Yeah, that's how you get like certain bosses and rare things. Like you can mix a slime and a dragon, and suddenly you've got a Gudra, and it's like. Yeah, oh. but I, I seem to remember that it was like an SMT where you just fuse them. You don't Pokemon breed them. No, from memory, you had to breed them. Okay. Because, like, Pokemon officially has, like, Pokemon fucking in it, and had since, like, years. Trust me, I've been well aware for years of Pokemon fucking. <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> this is leftist. This is leftist thought. I'm your leftist thought. T-H-O-T. <laughs> yeah, I get the joke. You don't have to explain it. Some people probably wouldn't get it. I had to. But that's fine. Sometimes it's good if people don't get the joke. Anyway, you couldn't... This song couldn't be my aesthetic harder unless it was called Synthwave 911. I love this. This rules. 
It's a good song. Um, it's not my favorite on the record. I think it's a bit um, I can't like I feel marked as the as a band like um, straddle this line sometimes melodically where like a lot of the songs are like very catchy and very on point, and sometimes they get a bit twee with their melodies where it's like oh, this is a bit too sing alongy. This is a bit too mm. um. This is sort of on that side for me musically, but it's fine. It's not on this one or anything. This is just like it's a good song. It's just not on my top list for this record. And it does fall into the thing where it's like, okay, the the the, the melody is a bit repetitive and a bit too like sweet and twee like musically, but it's a good lyrics. It's like a love song about uh being anti state, which is like, yeah, go for it. With a lot of uh religious guilt left over. Yeah. Which you, uh, we know how you feel about that. Like the second verse, you could not be more tuned into my brain. All the prayers they made us say at those Sunday school recitals, all the lies that we were told about history that we share, all the shifts we did at work, all the money sent to landlords, all the hopes we had inside were never brought to bear. Great. This rules. Yeah, it's good. I mean, lyrically, I like this. Musically, I'm middling on it, but solid. And I knew you specifically would like this song. It's not my favorite track musically. It's probably my favorite track as a whole. Speaking of my favorite track musically, Neon Lung. The intro of Neon Lang always reminds me, whenever I listen to a song, always reminds me of uh, All About Eve Scarlet. Like when that guitar starts, my brain just goes like, Draft me in, na, 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 na. but it's not, the song goes different places. But just that guitar intro is like very, very All About Eve. This one is the most cure like on the record because it has that same bass line, it has that 80 sound, and then the outro having horn playing in the background. The outro rules of the So good. Yeah, the outro has, like, layering vocals. It's, like, a big, like, big, big outro, which rules. It's funny because, like, I feel as the as the record goes from track one to, like, track nine, track ten or eleven, whatever, it's the end of the album, I feel it gets, like, less and less punk as it goes through. And again, this is more of a mid-tempo rock song, but it's, like, very big. It has this very big sound. Uh, a lot of the songs are quite small-sounding, which is good. I think they have their own sound. And this differentiates itself from the rest of the record by being very big and, you know, this, like, wide sound. And it's cool. The ending, especially, as you were mentioning, has the solos, this, like, drifting going on on the guitar. You know, the, the start of the guitar, the... The, the layering vocals, the uh, word of the fingers thing, and um, 
the horns. It's just a bunch of good stuff. It's good shit. It, it just straight up reminded me of the end of Close to You. It's just so good. It's pretty good. Here is the thing. I don't know that I would consider this a pop punk record as a whole. I would consider it an emo pop. Yeah, it's a pop record and a punk record. I don't know if it's a pop punk record. I mentioned this before. But it's great. This is hitting all my buttons. This is probably like this is going up there in the top things I've listened to for this show. Hands down. This is great. Nice. Because here is the thing. The next track is the only one I don't have anything to say. And that's because it's a 30 second reprise. And I still got three good jokes about it. That's great. Yeah. Um, We should do a top 10. We should. Top 10s are popular still. Top 10 records we've listened for the podcast. Honestly, that's probably not a bad idea. And also, we need to do that one with Adam just to see how hilariously divergent it is because he's absent for a lot of our highs and lows. I mean, I feel Adam doesn't remember half of the thing we talk about. Was I there for Jimmy Eat World? No, you never have been. I I feel like on the, the there is a top three of how much our host remember of the things we we talk about of the record we listen to, and I feel I'm number one, you're number two, and Adam is number three. To be fair, our website does say that I'm the one who's not going to remember anything soon. That's fair. That's fair. I. <laughs> I, my memory is shot. I don't remember anything ever. But somehow I remember the thing we listened for this podcast. Uh, anyhow, the next one is very quick. It's an interlude. It's the reprise of Take Me Back to the Old Days. It is a tinkly music box piano reprise. Yep, that's fine. It's an interlude. If Westworld hadn't just been cancelled, this would play in the background of an episode. Sorry, Martha. That's joke number one. What's joke number two? You said you had three? The tinkly piano, much like uh, an Eels record. Again, reprises that do the exact same thing. So there's two. Joke number three? Sorry, Martha, will always be a joke because of the Americans. I don't get it. That one's dark. If you've ever watched the Americans, you know. I have. I don't. What? I only watch Supernatural. Not the only show I watch, and I haven't watched that in a while. Um. Hey, have you watched the spinoff? No, I don't care. Oh, you don't want to watch the Winchesters? It has Dean narrating. The two Winchester, like, father and mother are literally the two least interesting characters in their whole show. Well, that's why they recast them and put them in what might be an alternate universe. We don't quite know yet. And I, I'm going to maybe watch it if it turns out it's good, but I don't. Right now, I'm like, they, sh- they should have just had a show about Castiel. Just, just, just make He's a in sequel. double hell. You can't do that. Yeah, but people come back from all kinds of hell in the show. Not double hell. Nobody's come back from double hell. <laughs> well, that's the first time for everything, Fib. <sighs> He's stuck with all the other uh, failed pilots that went on. In the... <laughs> God, there were so many backdoor pilots that went nowhere during that show. 
Yeah, remember when they wanted to do like what? What was it? Boston? What was the city? Like a, a city Chicago, with like Chicago, Romeo, and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Want, I do like, remember that episode. That was one of the first episodes of that show I watched. <laughs> that must have been a weird episode to watch while you were Saturday. Well, I didn't have to know any of the members of the cast, so. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> they only came in at the opening and then at the end someone went, Hey, we found God's sword. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Chicago sucks. Glad we're not coming back here. But I hope these kids and their wacky adventures keep going on for three seasons. <laughs> I would have liked to see a season of that just because it would have been terrible. <laughs> it would have been god awful. <laughs> but I would, yeah, I, I would have, that, that. More than the the one that they did with the three girls, which was just like I I don't care. Um, Wayward Sisters was been it was interesting. I watched that one. That's fine. Was that did that become a thing? It was an obvious backdoor pilot. Yeah, and I know. It was nobody picked it up. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that seemed like fine, but like not. I guess it's like the the problem with the Winchesters, which is like I I don't super care about this. But the Chicago one would have been a disaster, which I would have loved. <laughs> I know it was so terrible. It's, I think even at the end of the show, that still ranks in like top three worst episodes for a lot of people. I mean the the, the problem the point the thing with Supernatural is that it's like an inherently absurd and sort of like bad show, except when it's good. That I don't know if I can rank. I, I don't know if I can rank the worst thing because when something is bad in Supernatural, it's funny, <laughs> and that episode is funny. <laughs> in general, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, next song: Total Cancellation of the Future. sounds like they might be depressed. It almost sounds like they might be giant. Wait, no. That's not <laughs> correct. Cancel culture hits again. No, I like this song. This is the most like indie sounding, like 90s, lots of like jungly indie sounding song on the record, and it's pretty good. Probably one of my favorites. It just sounds good. It has a good sound. It has a good vibe. It's like a very mid-tempo rock, but like good. And it's, uh, it's lyrically it's cool. Uh, I think it has some, like, it's referencing a thing for people smarter than me. I, I, I was reading on Genius that it was referencing a thing, so I will now read it. A reference to the, uh, this is a total cancellation of the future. A reference to the term, the slow cancellation of the future, first used by Franco Bifo Berardi, and the title of a talk late, of a later talk by the cultural theorist Mark Fisher. The slow cancellation of the future, very roughly, is the extinguishing of any plausible hope for social and, and political progress. Life continues, but, it's some, but, but there is, in some sense, no future. It's like, yeah, I can see that. I am unfamiliar with the essay. The, the track is a very blatant disgust with social media. So, you know, incredibly funny this week, because 
uh, I, as we may have mentioned in passing, I don't know if it's made the episode, this is the week where Elon Musk has begun melting down and destroying Twitter, which is great. Yeah. It's a great... This week, this record is a great companion with... Um, I was telling you before about uh, Teleton, the Great Spontanean, mm -hmm. which is uh, another record about social media and being too online and the end of the world. Which, listen to Teleton, the Great Spontanean. It's a good record. It's an incredibly rough record if you compare it with the, you know, the more polished new record that Teleton put out. But like, it has some great moments, like the... Um, the Paranoid Blur is just, like, a great song. Like, don't, please read the lyrics of The Paranoid Blur, because I feel the beginning will resonate with you. Okay, The Paranoid Blur by Telethon. Let's see this. Wow. Wow. Attack me. I think we're, I think we're preving the second bedroom we convert to a home office where I frame some vinyl records, Blue Rumors and Burn to Run, which I notice a little standard, conduct an eBay search for Lodger, four clicks, late, four clicks later, eight bucks broker, in a week arrives at my home, and I'm still miserable. This is acceptable. That <laughs> This is such... You could not be flipping me off harder with this. I mean, it's, it's, it's more about uh, impulsive shopping, you know, which you're known for. Anything else? I have definitely been known for that, especially the kind of thing that would go, whoops, just bought a bunch of records. <laughs> you know I have one of those turntables, right? Yeah, I know. You're old. Yeah. No, um, I, I very much enjoy Total Cancellation of the Future has a harder sound, more distorted guitar. It's a good call out. And... You mentioned Telethon as a good counterpoint. I will mention, I think I brought this up on a recent episode, uh, Marillion's Marillion.com, early 2000s record, very apropos these days. Give it a listen. Okay, I will. Yeah, anyhow, yeah, this is a great song about how we're incredibly fucked up and social media is fucked up and our world is fucked up, which is like, yeah, that's, that's that will pick up my mood right here. <laughs> Well, hey, the next one's upbeat. Is it? Is, oh, yes, the next one is upbeat. The one after yeah. that is incredibly not upbeat. No, the final track is certainly not. But <laughs> the final track is like a downer. Yeah. <sighs> Keep that thing close. Magnify the side, side you like the most. Howl at the moon from the darkness in the corner of your room. Yeah. So that's the chorus of the song. Of this song. Total cancellation, yeah. Yeah. I've been tied to my computer. I've been troubled by the rumor that we're witnessing the total cancellation of the future. Which is, yeah, literally me every evening just scrolling Twitter. being. I, you know what? I really appreciate the mask thing, to be honest, because I feel like for the last year, Twitter has just been like, here's all the thing that will destroy the world and will send and will, we're, kill, we're killing all of the trans people and all that shit. And since the mask thing happened, everyone's just making fun of Elon Musk, which is like, it's way more entertaining. Honestly, it's like, I, no one is thinking about the end of the world anyhow. We're all too busy making fun of Elon Musk, which is like, you know what? I consider that an upgrade. You know, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I mean, it made, it made social media a lot more fun. <laughs> Before it dies. Before Twitter just dies. Uh, let's go to the next song, which is We Build This City on, on Rock and Roll. Wait, no. Uh. <laughs> wow! What a bur... 
Have I ever told you about the incredibly cursed corporate version of that song? I think you did, but go on. When Starbucks actually hired a cover band to create We Built This Starbucks and did the whole eight-minute track complete with weather reports as a corporate, like, get-together thing, so wild. That sounds miserable. Please splice in some of this cursed music. Because they got a band together to do this. We built this Starbucks. We built this Starbucks on high and so built this Starbucks. You built this Starbucks on high and so. They build it on heart and soul, apparently, which is a much worse construction material than rock and roll. It is. At least rock and roll can be hard. Ah, I love you, Found Footage Festival. That's terrible. I will splice some of this in. Please do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anyhow, let's talking about I didn't come here to surrender. This is the last gasp of any kind of hope on the record. Uh, it's a very vibey track. I love some of the lines. Uh, the dams all break, the boats capsize. Yeah, I'm feeling fragile at the center. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate the song, but it's also very much like a native like hair metal. Not hair metal, but like a, a native rock song without the nostalgia. Like, this is just cheesy. Which I enjoy, but it's also like, again, this is we built this city on rock and roll level of cheesy. Look, as an unashamed fan of the Proto Men, I can't get down on hair glam metal anthems to rebellion. They basically have a s- seven minute version of this track clad in Mega Man armor. Like, that intro is, like, basically Bon Jovi. It's like... Yeah. Here's the thing. Bon Jovi can be good in the hands of not Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi can be good in the hands of Bon Jovi. I still like living on prayer. I still think the song is a classic. 
It's fine. I think it would be better if it wasn't Bon Jovi, but much like Aerosmith, I will absolutely say I'm glad Bon Jovi existed at the start, but boy, if you just cut off everything after 1990. Oh, I like Bon Jovi way more than Aerosmith. I would definitely say both of them did good work in the rock genre, but both of them are so much more embarrassing in their old age. Aerosmith way worse. Aerosmith way worse, you're right. Like, you know, there's many reasons to not like... Uh, what is the song? Have a Nice Day by Bon Jovi? <laughs> but it's better than anything that Aerosmith did, like, in their own age. On the other hand, Aerosmith went so far up their own ass, they gave us one of the best three-word mockeries of all time. And Bon Jovi never gave us honkin' on Bobo. <laughs> that is fair. I, I Didn't Come Here to Surrender is a great vibey track that I love. I, I said I love the spirit of. I love when you do a more overwrought version of this. If you have anything else. No, I like this track. It's also we build the city on rock and roll sort of. Which I song that I don't hate, but it's like, I get it. That is super cheesy and appreciable, but she Like, it works as a vibe, because, you know, it's good to have a bit of hope before next track, which is just like, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Goodbye. I Didn't Come Here to Surrender has a long outro that rolls straight into the final track. Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, what a gut punch. I was in a daydream while upstream a toxic river roars. Staring right through a poison sky Nothing I was seeing was feeling like it was real at all I'll be in a daydream the day I die You can't have a good time all of the time Which uses the metaphor of a... Um... The exclusion zone of a nuclear blast to talk about being everything being shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very, it's, it's, it's very sing uh, again. This is the return of the female singer and voice, which again, adorable voice. Um, that accent with that kind of voice is just like top tier musical sounds ever. Um, but this is also like incredibly a bummer, and it's like it's sung with this very quiet, almost monotone, which gives it an even more, like, fatalistic vibe to it. Like, this is great, but it's also, like, incredibly, an incredibly sad end for the album. Especially in that it has about a minute and a half to two minutes of just synth solos as outro, which you don't hear on a lot of the record. Like, all of, all of the analog instruments cut off, and it's just a few different synths going and fading out. Yeah, it's interesting when they because a lot of the songs are more punky, especially at the beginning of the record, and then you have the songs that are quieter and they have a lot of synths and they they're very different, but still good. And I think that's the thing. This is an album that is interesting enough to discuss on a lyrical level, on a musical level, on a political level, and none of it involved us going, "Wow, 
The 2000s really were an awkward time. Glad we're not back there. In fact, there's a track about, hey, let's not go back there. Yeah, that should be our new that should be our new team tune. Let's not go back to the 2000s. We were miserable. I was miserable. I I was more carefree for better and worse. Yeah, fair enough. <sighs> but yeah, great Great outro, just, boy, what a way to crush any hope you have going out of this. Yep, we're all gonna die in an atomic blast. Goodbye. <sighs> but yeah, uh... How, how, how is dying in an atomic blast? Like, I'm assuming if you're in the center, you just die, right? And that's, like, very quick, and that's probably fine. But I, I imagine, like, if you're even, like, a bit on the sidelines of it, you just are in deep pain for, like, a long time, and that's how you go. I'm not sure are about the mechanics. Are you unaware of when the wind blows, Ellie? I am unaware of many things, Sable. Oh, okay. When the wind blows is an animated film slash comic. I had it in, like, a book form. I don't know which one came first. And it's just written about this little old couple outside of the city in the UK and a bomb goes off and they're not taken out in the blast. And so they're just kind of fussing. And, you know, the war's nothing to do with them until the bomb hits. And then it's the two of them slowly dying of fallout, trying to remember the things the government said about how you handle it. And you see them expire, but it's not, gorier and it's just slowly their bodies rot and they're hungry and they're quiet and they're dead yeah that sounds like that sounds bad it, it i was reading that when i was um, not not the me not the media bad like the kind of that sounds oh bad, yeah yeah I, yeah just like thinking about it after i say that out loud reading that uh when i was a young schoolboy at the time yeah you know that explains a lot about how i turned out <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, yep. We all know good old nuclear sibyl. Good old nuclear sibyl. You know what? I'm <laughs> keeping that. That's that's getting used for something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyhow, I don't want to die. Like I'm again. I'm fine if I'm in the middle of the blast, but that sounds like a horrible way to die if I'm not. Same song, different chorus. This record was a great change of pace. I love it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this record. I think if you love this, you should also listen to um, Blister in the Pit of My Heart, which is my favorite record of them. I think that record has a couple of really good songs. Um, but yeah, this is a lovely record, and I mostly... I wasn't feeling the 2000 this week, so I'm like, let's talk about something that's nice. Which I guess this is also extremely depressing, but like in a nice way. In an appreciable way. I really like their sound. I think they sound... They have a very... Not unique, but they have a very like distinctive sound. Mm -hmm. In that, again, they're not pop punk in the purest sense, but they implement a lot of punk in their music, and they implement a lot of pop. And But they also have like this sort of like darker, jungly sort of like 
um, that's sort of like, you know, 90 sound to them. I, I like them. They're a good band. I appreciate their politics. Um, I hope they're not turfs because we literally every person in England there's always the danger that they're like, oh, actually everything, everything that sucks in this world is the fault of uh, trans people. So I hope they're not that. Um, if they are, we will just delete this episode because that's uh, nah, fine. Um, I don't think we have much. Else. This is a good record. Go listen to Martha. And it is wonderful. Eat up, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I'm glad you're going to buy it on Bandcamp, because that oh, I'm always glad when I bring you a record and you're like, I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, yeah, I brought Sable a good thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a dog who brings, like, dead animals home. <laughs> <sighs> or a cat, I guess. I guess I, I'm deadly afraid of dogs, so I'll go with cat, even though it's way more stereotypical. Um. Uh, Anyhow, this is the app. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything else in general? Do you have any thoughts that you want to express to our audience? Uh, no, I'm good. One second. We're the second bedroom. We convert it to home office. We're a frame to vinyl records. Rumors and born to run. So note as a little standard. Let the eBay search for larger. Four clicks later, eight bucks broken. In the week it arrives at my home. And now I'm still so this was the episode. If you want to find us, go to getoutofthistown.com, which is our lovely website when you find all of our contact details. If you want to send a mail in, we will read it. And yeah. We are on Twitter at G-G-O-O-T-T Podcast, which is also good. We like having a Twitter. <laughs> I don't know how long we'll have it. I guess we'll have to make a Mastodon eventually. Sable, can you explain Mastodon to me? Uh, short version or full version? Uh, which, which one is funnier? Probably the short version, which is okay. that... Imagine if, in a Western... All of the Native American tribes had their own different communications, and you had to shoot arrows at everyone else to get your messages around. That's Mastodon. Okay. That's insensible. Um. <laughs> and what else? Go on iTunes or whatever Apple podcast is called now. Please leave us a review. Please leave us a good review. Someone in Canada le- left us a one-star review, and I'm like, why? And then I remember that Sybil keeps making fun of Canada, so I get it. Uh, Canadians love me. No, no, they don't. I can assure you. Many of my exes moved to Canada. Yes, then that should tell you something. Yeah, Canadians love me. All the people who love me emigrate to Canada. Canadians leave you, Sybil. Canadians bad when you put it that way. Canadians specifically don't love you anymore. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Please leave us a good review on, uh, on, the, on the thing. Listen to us. You can find us wherever podcasts are available. Even Spotify. Together with Joe Rogan, our favorite podcast. <laughs> we share hey, a platform. <laughs> I am absolutely not against going on the Joe Rogan show. 
I would love... He's not going to invite you to the show, not because you're not famous, but because you only in, you only listen to both sides, which means he only invites right-wing shitheads, um, which are both of the he sides. Had, he had Bernie on. He occasionally has just celebrity guests. How many years ago was that? I don't know. I don't listen to his show. That was like... I mean, either, but that was like five years ago. I'm just saying, I will take the invite. I will do the outreach. I would be glad to be your trans ambassador, Joe. <laughs> a trans ambassador. Um, I, I, I would love to see that episode. I think, um, I think it would be great. Plus, you, you, can, gotta admit, you can you can literally say anything to the dude, and he will be like, "Yeah," and nod. Like you can be like, "Yeah." So there are the sandworms in uh, California that you have to tame to become the to become the chosen one, and we'll be like, "Oh yeah, I heard about that." Well, he wouldn't buy that. He's lived here. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Come on, if you're going to get silly with it, you have to get creative. I don't want to just have someone go, oh, that's the plot of Dune. Joe Rogan <laughs> is the type of guy who would absolutely have seen Dune and gone, oh, man, did you see what they did to my man, Duncan Idaho? We should end this episode. We don't have a okay. Patreon, but... You can't eat up Martha. Sure. Good night. <gasps> see ya. I've got the time to stick around I'll catch my flight like a pop pocket And get out of this town What's on your mind? There's no point left to keep your image down Let's terrify So I've come up with these academic alerts You will receive one as soon as your grades start to slip in any subject This way your parents won't have to wait until report card time to punish you How innovative! I like it! Hey, Dolph, take a memo on your Newton. Beat up Martin.